0: Sarah, so right now it seems like we still have a pretty resilient consumer despite the fact of being told to stay at home. Is that just because they've got savings built up that they are still riding the wave from the first check, or are we approaching a cliff here?
1: Uh, good morning, Oliver. Yeah, that's all of that are, are excellent questions. I think if you would look back to Mark, March. Um, THIS YEAR AND ASKED THESE COMPANIES, THESE RETAILERS, WHAT WOULD YOU EXPECT IN THE SECOND HALF OF THE YEAR? A NUMBER OF THEM WERE CANCELLING ORDERS. AND LO AND BEHOLD, WE'VE HAD SOME RELATIVELY STRONG RETAIL NUMBERS HERE. the, the difference in this recession is that retail has been this unexpected beneficiary due to basically a fire hose of redirected spending from these hospitality and leisure categories that have been decimated in, in terms of GDP. And consumers are really seeking ways to feel normal and um, to get through this time. So it's been a little bit of a shift from experiences back to things. Um, and, and a lot of that has been in, um, ha- the home nesting with people spending so much time at home and as well in health and wellness.
0: So people just say, Hey, I can't go out and spend on food or I can't go out and spend on a movie. So I'm just going to spend on anything I can through products. Do we have any idea how long that kind of uh, fire hose uh, still has ammo in it. Uh, are we running dry ahead of the holiday season or should we expect kind of a typical seasonal boost?
1: So, some cohorts are doing better than others. Uh, the ones that are exposed to the stock market are unsurprisingly p- feeling pretty flush and optimistic right now. Um, also ones that have seen their their housing values increase uh, are are also feeling quite um, you know optimistic Uh, there is a a turn to look at this stimulus people are waiting to see uh, if it gets done it seems like it will get done if not now then um, in the coming weeks and then of course we have the vaccine which is being rolled out and it's due to be resolving some of this lack of mobility relatively quickly within the next six months. So um, this has been a deep recession, but it's been quite short.
0: Right now, Sarah, given that uh, very kind of focused, limited spending, we've had a cohort of companies and businesses that have been able to really thrive during this period. Uh, When you look at it from an investment perspective, What are areas that uh, are able to capitalize on either the consumer's return to normal or a place that uh, maybe has demonstrated it has such branding power that uh, it can survive anything? I mean, there are some companies, right, like Nike sitting at highs, Lulu's had another good run again. Uh, Obviously, some of these companies that are more expensive have got a little volatile around earnings, but it seems like we at least know where people are willing to spend uh, when their options are limited.
1: So we've, we do have a lot of good data around. Um, Google search um, has shown a lot of um, interest in Nike uh, who is will be reporting at the end of this week. And Nike really is an interesting microcosm of all the trends that we think are relevant in the market right now. Um, it's global, it has a portfolio of regional growth and cash flow. Um, it's an excellent steward of capital. Um, with low rates of leverage and strong cash flows. They raised the dividend last month um, in the double digits. So that's a signal that the company is really feeling high level of conviction about its future. We've also seen strength in its height and its U.S. retail partners with Dix, Foot Locker and Hibbit all seeing strong comp store sales. So this tailwind is here to stay, particularly um, as we mentioned before with um, the trend towards active wear um, and Lululemon also seeing the same thing, but Nike is really unique in its positioning and its ability to capitalize on this environment.
0: How do these companies uh, continue to find uh, the relative growth that they did during this period? Should we expect Nike and Lulu to be as dominant over their peers in a reopening situation for the economy? Or as people go back to work and have to actually wear real clothes, uh, assuming that we go back to work and uh, things don't completely change, I mean, what about the valuation that these companies have built up? Is it still something within the realm of retail that is digestible for an investor, or Nike and Lulu starting to trade closer to you know high momentum, you know like textile companies?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good point. Um, the interesting thing about Nike is that they unveiled this consumer direct acceleration. Plan, which, if you can think of this environment as characterized by any one trend, it's an accelerant. So it moved uh, the business from being a wholesale channel business, which they were already in the process of doing, to more of a direct-to-consumer business and a digital business. So they were really well-prepared with all these assets that they built um, and these capabilities, the ability to use data to move um, good ideas uh, much faster than their peers, uh, to market um, in this triple-double strategy that they've had going on. And these brands that are just really um, price pricing power brands um, in terms of Jordan, these Air Force One, uh, the names that we all knew growing up mm-hmm. and the Air Max and Vapor Max um, with ASPs above a hundred dollars. Uh, so this business is rotating both to more growth, more margin
0: and um, more technology.